Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, we bring you the Margaret Thatcher of Girl Scouts, Buddhist Monk Snuff Porn, and just a bit of actual soccer news. Brought us a growler of beer. Okay. It's delicious. It is delicious. You're welcome. Coffee stout. Uh, coffee porter. And paired with Thin Mints. Yes, exactly. I was at Shram's Vineyard and I think a brewery or a spirit place or whatever over by Chanhassen a couple weekends ago and they had uh, flights with Girl Stout cookie pairings and this is their Mocha Monkey, which is the coffee porter and they paired it with Thin Mints. Explain the American obsession with Girl Scout cookies to me. Like they're I get delicious. It. They're delicious. Yeah, but, they are but, absolutely delicious. They are in limited supply through most of the year. But there are no alternative you, products. Not really, no. I mean, no. usually they're... and I grew up in a small town. They were... You order them at your door, uh-huh. and you got them delivered to your door. It was great. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that you're just saying is there's a opening here for an Elon Musk type to, to provide an alternative, year-round alternative provided by Uber drivers... Who come and deliver uh, Thin Mints through an app. If you want to take on the Girl Stouts, go right ahead, my friend. Do not want to cross the pass with them. Yeah, seriously. like They are scary. That's what they said about Have uh, you seen uh, gold workers in Manchester. And then Thatcher came along. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you want to be the Mar- sure was- so Margaret Thatcher in this scenario. That's very good <laughs> I'll be goal the to have. Margaret Thatcher <laughs> of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and does this mean I have to leave the podcast now? Because, like, <laughs> by the way, I'm pretty sure they were actually steel workers in Manchester, don't you think? I I distinctly it, it, remember coal, but we have to get our mid '80s uh, British pol- political history correct, guys. <laughs> if we're gonna talk soccer, we need to know 1980s England. Hey, there would be actually some people who would insist on that. Yeah, it's true. It's that. true. I'm pretty sure they're over at Brits right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> One thing we got to avoid this time, guys, is uh, B-Dub's wing sauce recommendations. We got a lot of feedback last week about how that wasn't relevant. And I had an idea. Did, did Were we they... A lot of feedback, or is that just you telling us that we got that feedback? <laughs> hey, so we come on now. It's doubting me. Like... It seems like those were hot takes. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> First, I say I need to leave, then Notch says I need to leave. I'm just waiting for Caleb to throw me out. Say and... one thing about Liverpool, you need to leave. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, one it's thing. coming. It's coming. You can leave now. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was going to say, instead of wing sauce recommendations this week, what we should do is talk about our favorite green bottled beer because Buffalo Wild Wings is to chicken wings what green bottled beer is to the beer world like your Heineken's your Stella's your Rolling Rocks I don't think I've ever had a g- good green bottled beer Dos Equis is alright okay Pilsner yeah. Kel okay okay alright that's actually my favorite example of a Czech style Pilsner that's, that's I mean it. it's my favorite beer experience of my life and I've and in numerous darkness days, I've had too many stout flights to tell you about. Favorite beer experience, 105 degree day in Phoenix, Arizona. I went to a dive bar that was serving unpasteurized, unfiltered Pilsner Urkel out of the keg. It was glorious. All right. I, I can't wait for all those uh, craft chicken wing uh, <laughs> 
places that pop up around the city. So that's going to be great. I can't I, I wait thought, until we get sponsored by those. That's going to be fantastic. I thought you were about to tell me about like how which Buffalo Wild Wings you pair with green bottled beers. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's with that move on to our first segment of the show, which we call the Major Listing Service, which, as you might know, is popular with realtors around the country where they list houses. People buy houses from Major Listing Service, but we use it as a segment to discuss the Division One soccer in this nation in a league called MLS. What's up with the MLS this week, guys? You know who's going to be using the actual major listing service fairly soon? Mixed Discarude. He got mixed up in some trouble last year, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be here all night, guys. <laughs> it's true. You, you live here. Yeah. You're going to be here at least until like seven tomorrow morning so everyone's favorite hair in u.s soccer managed to finally uh tell us that he's leaving nycfc except he did it in a quick cryptic in not even a tweet it was an instagram post come on man yeah it was way more than 140 characters it was so many more than 140 characters it was a poem I, we don't know the backing beat on this one, though. Like, uh, or the, the pentameter or the, whatever it is. The meter? Yeah, the meter. Yeah. I mean, it, it's difficult as you read through it. There's parts that almost feel like it's going to be a limerick, and then it shifts. It's it's free verse at its finest. All right, well, would you like a dramatic reading? I would love yes. a dramatic reading. Nice. I was a theater major, a theater major in uh, college, and I will, I will try to give you my best mixed discourse. Should I go with the uh, Scandin- Scandinavian accent? No, that wasn't... No. That Every wasn't time I do close. an accent on the show, <laughs> was... I get it so wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go I'm with just this. leaving that one alone. <laughs> I'm so offended right now. As a, as a Scandinavian American, I am so... <laughs> Alright, let, let's try this, okay? Somebody told me I'm not part of the plan, and if I was, he'd run like the others ran. Because the budget is tight and the binding contracts might be broken to improve five to six positions in exchange for only one man. He went on to say, the message is clear, unless you're clueless because you've lived it all year. Since the budget is tight and the binding contracts might not be broken if you crack, kneel, or leave the hemisphere. Who could tell so straight and clearly, tales of destiny I fight sincerely, when mental games are attempting attempting aims to make me rage severely? On and on the conversation went, about money spent, and special rules, and management's tools, and something about allocation being different sent. I wish I had, right there my pad, cause then my favorite line, fused by Robin Williams' spine, would play dead poets real bad. I feel like we need to deconstruct what allocation money means as far as metaphors. That's probably the first time allocation money has been referenced in any poem ever. <laughs> I think. I, I, I don't know, guys. William Shakespeare, man, back then they had a very robust uh, English league system. <laughs> uh, but they didn't have Pro-Rel? <laughs> you, you got relegated from the Globe Theater to, like, the outskirts of London and then, like, moved up based on how well you wrote. Uh, I just want to point out really quick that the MLS uh, Instagram, I'm pretty sure this was right after, or it was right before, it was very close to each other, posted on Instagram... A picture of Patrick Vieira hugging uh, David Villa with the line, Love and respect, hashtag NYCFC. Everything's okay. Don't listen to that guy mix over there. So, uh, hey, big, uh, speaking of players leaving teams, big news from Orlando and Vancouver, yeah? Big news? Big news. News. 
just news. news. Yeah. yeah. Standard news. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even sure standard news. Um, Breck Shea leaves Orlando in a trade um, in exchange. Um, he goes to Vancouver for Giles Barnes. He did some crazy stuff at Disney World, didn't he? That's why he's got to go now. I mean, I, this is like... Minnie will never be the same. <laughs> Breck Shea broke <laughs> Minnie Mouse's heart. <laughs> Uh, so i mean this is basically a like for like trade earlier you were telling me that brekshay basically ran his course in Orlando. yeah i mean the left back experiment i think is run out he's he's certainly got technical skills he's a decent crosser he's not defensively solid enough to play that position in mls during those klinsman usmnt games i used to simply write a three-word Three word tweet left back Breck Shea because that or forwards to me that was joke a joke enough on its own so yes yeah yeah and if you're gonna move him forward there's not necessarily a spot for him so because Miguel Ibarra's the, no that was again left back Breck Shea giving service to Miguel Ibarra exactly that's why yeah. that's that's why I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't yep. Yep. yep yeah but yeah so Shea for Barnes it does absolutely nothing for me it's two guys that. Need to be in a different spot, but neither spot is that good. Yeah, neither team really gains anything or loses anything in this trade. And speaking of gaining and losing things, PRO has decided to gain four points of emphasis for this season. Yeah, uh, first one. Uh, By the way, this is everyone's favorite referee association that we're <laughs> yes, talking about. Everyone, everyone's favorite referee association association that doesn't include Mike Dean. So, uh, Dude. <laughs> okay. uh, first, uh, emphasis is holding and pushing the penalty area. Um, so basically set pieces, corner kicks, free kicks. We see it all the time. People just kind of shoving for position and they're trying to cut down on, on kind of defenders or even offensive players kind of pushing people out of, out of position, not looking at the ball at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of penalties in the future. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It, it seems like this sort of play happens every single time there's a set piece in the box. If you're going to call it really heavily against defenders, there's no way that it's not going to be a penalty because any foul committed against an offensive player in the box is supposed to be a penalty. I think you can just give a card and let the set piece go on because not during the run of play, but I mean, don't quote me, I'm not at all a referee. So you could give a card for the shoving and pushing but then have them... Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's it's going to depend on how they read the rule. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. There's also going to be a clampdown on acts of visual descent, which I think is really stupid. Like, players and coaches who throw their, uh, this quote, arms thrown in the air or by racing after the official to bury them. This is, this is basically Michael Ballack running after the referee after... Uh, Barcelona was going to defeat them in the Champions League several years ago. I mean, Chelsea. I'm I, thinking if you're throwing your arms in the air and waving them like you just don't care, <laughs> that's probably something that shouldn't be a yellow card because it, it's not done with intent, guys. I think others like throwing up in, uh, arms in the air or other vi- uh, body motions that say that you're laundry shouldn't be. And that's just someone reacting, but chasing down an official, I do agree with that. That's not yeah. you don't need that in the game. Yeah, anything should be anything threatening towards an official should be a card. But there's a gif from uh, one of the preseason games where Adrian Heath 
throws his arms up in the air and then swipes right storms off to the, his seat on the bench and it's <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a lot of cautions or a lot of words from the assistant referee in his, to him in his future mm-hmm. you also have uh some uh, more clamping down on delayed restarts this is a player kicking the ball away before the game is rest- oh, the game is restarted <laughs> one of ibsen's favorite moves <laughs> <laughs> Our guys stand over a free kick to make sure that it can't be taken quickly. There's going to be some more looks on that and yellow cards being given to the more blatant defenders. Yeah, and there's also going to be more cards for persistent infringement. Um, so if you're picking up five fouls, you're going to get a card. All right. Well, speaking of things that were picked up, several teams picked up meaningless Cups, basically. Columbus won the Carolina Challenge Cup. Houston won the Desert Diamond Challenge. And we won the Minnesota Morose Cup, yeah? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Every year, man. Every year. <laughs> so far, so good. No one else has won that yet. That's there, fantastic. There is a real cup coming up, though. That's up for grabs. Yeah, the Conca uh, Champions League. Wait, what happened to the CAF? Uh, who cares about the calf? Okay. <laughs> MLS seems to manage to avoid getting drawn against Liga MX competition, which is basically their the death blow to any MLS team in the CONCACAF Champions League, as we've learned. Yeah. Um, New York Rebels are facing off against Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, they had their first leg. It was a 1-1 draw that was marked by one of the most cringeworthy moments I've seen since uh, Ramon Martin Del Campo sliding into a goalpost. Um, oh, ow. Oh, yeah, last yeah, year. Damn. <laughs> Legs around. Um, Sal Zizzo um, probably will not have too much success having children anytime soon uh, because Christian Teixeira uh, whiffed on a high ball and went straight into the low balls. You you see that video by the way of of, of that was good that was very good. very good. You see that video of the 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 Chinese monk like basically smashing a brick into his dick like earlier this week and then no, he had like I want to enjoy my day so I avoid okay. videos like that. Yeah, so that was that. Yeah, then he had, like, I don't a... I don't like stomach aches out of nothing. His buddy comes up and he like repeatedly kicks him again. It's basically like a freaking snuff video, <laughs> um, like the Buddhist monk version of snuff. So, and now we know what's in Notch's YouTube queue. <laughs> oh, look at this! What's this Game of Thrones recaps? Buddhist monk snuff porn? What? <laughs> Bit of a niche market, guys. All right, FC Dallas is taking on a team called Arabe United. Arabe Unido from Panama. Wow, I got that completely wrong. Sorry, Notch. Um, Dallas won 4-0 in the first leg. Uh, brace from Kellen Acosta. Not that surprising. Um, Arabe Unido are probably the um, lowest profile team that made the final eight. Other games in the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, Saprisa tied Pachuta 0-0. Um, Omar Gonzalez, U.S. International, plays for Pachuta, um, had a goal called offside. Was that right or wrong? Oh, rightfully right? so. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and then Tidris tied Pumas 1-1. All right. I think the cool thing is we are definitely going to have an MLS team in the semifinals out of this. Yes. Yeah. Red Bulls are meant to go. One of them have to Absolutely. go through. I think Dallas will too. DC United <laughs> had fancy shovels and fancy hard hats for the groundbreaking on Audi Field. 
Yeah, and they also had a bunch of spilled Red Bull. What was uh, up with that? Spilled, poured out aggressively, poured and out. not for homies. They better watch their mouth. By the way, you guys watched that video. <laughs> I watched that like multiple times. Atlanta, you better watch your mouth. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I haven't watched this yet. Oh my! <laughs> oh, There's a video of five Atlanta United guys from the Terminus Legion, uh, who are their like most you know ultra people. Okay, leading a horrible, <laughs> okay. horrible chant. And you know, honestly, dudes. I have done some cringeworthy things as a capo. Were they chanting, you better watch your mouth? Or people yes, yelling? Yes. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they, someone was yelling they, at them to watch their mouth. It was basically, then followed by a statement. And then they do that a couple of times. And then they started with like one of those like, you know, catchy tunes. Like, oh, you know, whatever. Anyway. Except for it was totally off key. Yeah. And no, no tempo involved. <laughs> despite the fact that they had a drummer. And, and the guy standing, there was like an old man standing in front of the group, just looking off like behind them, like, what the fuck? I'm going to ignore these kids. They're going to go away. I don't want them here. And then there's like two people on the bleacher, like jumping up and down like, awkwardly. Yeah. So I think, so we've got them being supporters. <laughs> So far. <laughs> hey, they're in preseason two, guys. Come on. <laughs> they are seriously in preseason form. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the the DC United supporters gave them a run for their money by pouring out, like we said, Red Bull under the sidewalk. Basically, they bought 50 bucks worth of Red Bull. <laughs> and then smashed the cans because they're so ultra like that. <laughs> at a freaking stadium unveiling. Like, uh. if you're an ultra, at least shoplift the Red Bull first. <laughs> United fans and we talked about do not condone shoplifting of any sort. <laughs> yes, we do. That, why didn't we do that disclaimer about Buddhist monks not born? <laughs> uh, so anyway, you, you got some quick takes you wanted to do? Yeah, so I mean, MLS season is starting this week. Um, so really quick, do you guys have any predictions for who's going to be the top three of each conference? Um, Who do you like? Minnesota United and FC, guys. Yeah. What? Okay, Western Conference, I think, uh, L.A., Dallas, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Kansas City. Um, I think they're going to be a sleeper pick. Eastern Conference, um going to go with Chicago. Holy shit, he did it. What? The madman. I think they've made a lot of additions to their team. I think they can, not top, but they'll be in the playoff and, and probably... Uh, top three, I think, in the Eastern Conference. I, I don't think the Eastern Conference is as tough as the Western Conference, honestly. Um, Red Bull and I'll say DC United. Um, I think you forgot Toronto in there. I did forget Toronto. Yeah, like, oh, that's teams in this awkward. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, Toronto, I think, is tops for me in the East. I'd say maybe I'm torn as kind of like a three-team wheel between Montreal and both the New York teams. Um, I think Red Bulls are probably going to take a step back this year just with all the turmoil going on, but they're still good enough. Um, as far as the West goes, Seattle, I think, is still the the pace of the conference. I know that they were terrible for half the season, but then Nico Ladero showed up. Um, beyond Seattle, I'm... I'm kind of high on Portland this year. I don't know if <laughs> did it. Just, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. You see what Portland I did there, guys. Ha, 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 ha. Um, I think that they're a pretty strong contender for top three, and 
um, as a you know kind of shot in the dark, FC Dallas might be good again. With that, let's move on to a segment we call Loon Monitoring. In the Loon Monitoring segment, we put on our DNR badges, which currently have a little resist logo on them. Then we go on in a nice little boat into the middle of a lake, and uh, we look at loons and see what they're doing. What have our loons been up to over the last seven days? Losing. Yeah, losing. But it's preseason, so it's okay. Okay, I, at this point, just want to take a moment to recognize that the hashtag panic thing is now, like, (laughs) a little overused. I mean, it was a funny little joke when it was used by a bunch of individuals on Twitter, but now it seems like all the websites are using it. It just, it's run its course. It's no longer funny. Everything that anything like mildly bad happens, we're like, hashtag panic. It's, or or it's, it's used even in serious circumstances. So it doesn't have that like kind of quirky, hipstery, we're four people on Twitter who have the same in-jokes, aren't we really cool feeling that it did before. It's mainstream, yeah. guys. It's mainstream. Are you guys panicking? Are you guys, no, it's sort of, are you hashtag panicking? No. If I say that I'm panicking, but not hashtag panicking, is that... You're panicking? No. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure out the actual difference. Um, no, yeah. Nah. The, we lost to Toronto, the team in the MLS Cup. Giovinto st- scored a screamer. Really, yeah. Guys, guys, Giovinto is really good. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, More man. of Caleb's what? crazy <laughs> predictions. What? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he scored a screamer and he was yeah. really good all game. Like, that was, it's really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't feel bad if you lose to Toronto 3-0 in the season, guys. Like, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. They, they're one lucky goal or one lowered hold. One awesome Stephen Fry save away from being champions, basically, from last year. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we lost to San Antonio, who, when we fielded one of their players at some point during the game. Really weird. So... Guys, I think this is getting really serious. But also, iron still it a little bit. The first goal was on a on their corner free kick. It's it's worth reminding people that Chicago Fire were undefeated in both the previous <laughs> preseasons and were dead last in the MLS Cup. We were really bad in the 2014 NASL preseason and really really good in the 2015 preseason. And the results bore out that we performed in opposite directions of those preseason results. You got to look again. We've said this on the pod before. You got to look closely at what you're seeing and. What we've seen is something really exciting, particularly in our attack. It's going to be really good, in my opinion. So I'm happy with this preseason. Yeah. Um, the, the team is looking like they're working well together, and with a lot of new signings, it's just going to be hard. Yeah. One guy that's not necessarily working well with the team so far, um, new signing Jerome Tison, uh, might not actually be in the states for the opener um he's still apparently working on some visa paperwork um it's looking doubtful that he's going to make the first game of the season on friday um it's more probable i'd say that he's going to be in for the home opener but he posted a cute little picture of him watching the san antonio fc scrimmage on youtube it was dwarbs also, everyone's favorite MLS draft pick num- or number one draft pick, Abu Dan Laddie, has been taking it easy. You have not seen him feature since that game against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And that was because he's got some back issues, which they're purposefully taking it easy with him. Apparently. Um, some positive news out of the Minnesota United camp. Um, apparently, some good things are happening with the stadium. Brian Corsat over at 55.1 has reported that the Park District Council meeting has revealed a plan to tear down 
everyone's favorite, I mean, least favorite <laughs> grocery store, Rainbow Foods in May. And there's going to be a soil remedi- remediation occurring at about the same time. The current plan is also for building construction to start in September with, and now I'm entirely serious, everyone's favorite liquor store, Big Top. <laughs> Big Top getting dismantled in spring 2018. Hey, guys, there's a silver lining here. They're going to have a... A huge sale. Everything must go. It's going to be great. Oh, so man. That is going to be amazing. We're going to raid that store. And not only that, <laughs> we still have another year of Big Top. This I'll, is... I'll cry every time I go in there. It's too bad our stadium doesn't have a roof because we'd call it the Big Top. You know what I'm saying? That would be awesome, man. Right. Can, right. can you see the clouds from the stadium? Uh, plans are pending an imminent deal with rk midway on about two acres of land thanks to moves by the port authority to reclassify land that rainbow foods sits on another little quick bit of clarification that we need to make that west berdine was making on twitter which is that yes minnesota united doesn't have designated players right now but that's because of our allocation money, which we've used to pay down contracts that would have otherwise been designated player contracts. They're DPs in everything but name. So if you're focusing mm-hmm. on this bullshit, which like, oh, some people writing for MLSsoccer.com are focusing on the, oh, they don't have DPs. Oh. But in reality, Kevin Molino has his salary cut down by our allocation money. I yeah. believe. So, and so, so. other players. So like, chill. Yeah. Yeah. Chill down. the fuck out. You know, a place that people can't chill the fuck out very much because it's really hot is Egypt, where you find pyramids. And with that, we should move on to a segment we call the Pyramid Scheme, where we cover the lower leagues of U.S. soccer and other leagues around the United States. What's going on in the Pyramid this week, guys? Same old stuff with the Cosmos. Apparently, they're um, still signing relatively big-name players. Uh, Javi Marquez from um, the Spanish League... 30-year-old midfielder is apparently um, in with the team. He played for Espanol. Espanol, Granada, Elche, I think. Um, I feel like he might have gotten a cap or at least a cup of coffee with the Spanish team at some point. But more importantly, he captains my favorite sub-national soccer team, the Catalan national team. You guys are like really happy. He's Caleb's nodding. You're like excited in your voice. Like that was not a recognition that the Catalan team. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. yeah, I wasn't like yeah. Catalan teams are awesome, man. No, I was I, gonna say like no. you guys have very strong but opinions on Spanish separatist movements, but <laughs> I mean I do. But <laughs> all right, not this is not the venue. This is not the venue. With that, we will move along <laughs> in the but more we... fun Cosmo story from this week. <laughs> we oh, we finally rediscovered what happened to the. Uh, Ryo OKC turf. Yeah, um, the next field turf that Ryo OKC um, had briefly stolen back by Sean Jones <laughs> um, is apparently on trial with the Cosmos at MCU Park. <laughs> Some teams trial players, the Cosmos trial turf. Exactly. Um, I believe, uh, was it Socktakes? Yeah, Socktakes, which is, by the way, Nippon's new website. Go check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, super awesome. Um, They announced that there is apparently at least a handshake deal in place for a one-year lease of the turf. If the Cosmos like it. If the Cosmos like it, they'll, you know, take it and use it for a year and then potentially buy it. Um, Good to know that we've moved from players being traded for transportation to Field implements going on loan. <laughs> going on loan 
kind of implies that Real OTC will be back one day. Right. They, they, they won't. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, gosh. Ryo Okisi did in their one year of beautiful existence give us Juanan, though, and all the beautiful Juanan the Barbarian jokes that I still make to this day. It's just no one gets them anymore. Uh, like most of my jokes. Anyway, in expansion news, we had Midfield Press report an exclusive interview with Orange County's bid team to the NASL. It's it's led by the people who are heavily involved in the UPSL team. I had no idea this league existed. Uh, legit. Uh, called the LA Wolves. Who are and they they speculated that Eric Winalda could be one of the the candidates to head coach this team. We also heard that Peter Wilton Club Nine are helping shepherd this exa- expansion bid for NASL. Right, um, Eric Winalda is going to be the UPSL head coach along with his Fox duties this year. Um, I mean, it it seems like it's a f- relatively solid ownership group, the type of people that would be coming into NASL investment. I've got a lot of questions as to how they're going to make things work, seeing that they're going to basically do a lot of the same things as the OC Blues were doing uh, before the rebrand. I think they're going to... They were saying that there's a deep player pool over there. I mean, the, the California soccer scene is where... Ramirez, Ibarra, and these guys came from. And there are still a lot of guys over there who can be drawn into a team like this. So maybe find some diamonds in the rough, bring in a few legit players. Uh, hopefully there's some local audiences that you can bring in and, and have enough again for an NASL team, which is the bar is far lower than in MLS. So yeah, maybe. I think the thing I'm more concerned about, they're planning on using Titan Stadium at Cal State Fullerton, um, which was far too cavernous for the OC Blues. They ended up finding a stadium that was further out in less of an ideal area as far as demographics go and had less capacity because they just weren't able to get the atmosphere right. Let's let's get one more piece of news in and then we got to take a break. Atlanta. <laughs> Freaking Atlanta is, a, is an NASL expansion target and there's news coming in about five weeks. There's a countdown clock at ATL2018.com. Yeah. Um, Clipart Crest and all. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Their I, logo is like the default logo of from FM games. They don't have the licenses for the leagues. It's basically. That. Um, yeah. Along with that, um, stock photos of a woman holding a soccer ball and a guy with what I could only describe as a nine pack. Yeah, shirtless dude. And and the girl, you can even see that they've basically used the uh, magic wand on Photoshop to cut her out of the clip art photo that she was in. Uh, so, because you can see the little black border on her hand where she's overlapping with the dude. It's lazily built website, but we'll see. It's, this team is going to be anchoring a sports complex that's being built in Atlanta. So, we'll find out more in five weeks and let's talk about it then, okay? With that, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more news from the Pyramid Scheme, news from England, news from all over the world, and much, much more. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. We're in our segment that we call the Pyramid Scheme, where we talk about the rest of U.S. soccer other than MLS. So all the news from NASL, Colin Clark, head coach of North Carolina Texas Ranger, says that player Matt Watson, who signed to a two-year contract, is no longer going to play for these guys. Why? He's in the second year of his 
two-year guaranteed contract. Exactly. And they're just going to try to loan him out and try to sell him, or he's just going to rot in their bench. Um, no one really knows why, except for probably Colin Clark doesn't like him very much, which is dumb. He's a fan favorite. I mean, he, yeah. he had four seasons at Carolina before leaving and then coming back. Mm-hmm. So this is not a dude who is just some flunky. I mean, he can make a contribution. So I, I don't get it. This is basically maybe he and Mix Discrood can go and hang out and listen to sad jams on their, <laughs> you know, stereos or something. I don't know what they're going to do next year. But uh, yeah, not a just situation for him. No. Hey, speaking of uh, massive disappointments, Sean Wright Phillips. Sean Wright Phillips, indeed. He is going to Phoenix Rising FC uh, following his latest misadventure with uh, his brother's club, the New York Red Bulls. Isn't it crazy that we're now referring to Sean Wright Phillips as the brother of Bradley Wright Phillips rather than the other way around? Right? Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is insane. Dude was like playing in the English first division just a few years ago. And now he's in the, uh, and, and Caleb corrected me, I said earlier, third tier of U.S. soccer. Second tier of U.S. soccer, what? Tied for second tier. Um, I mean, <laughs> I will say. I will you say have been banned a, from our USL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. I Part of me does actually like what Phoenix Rising is doing as a former Arizonan. I I want to see them succeed because there are a lot of really avid soccer fans in the Valley. Maybe things are going to work out for him down there. Maybe he can resurrect things. USL is probably the level that he could tear up at this point. Is this essentially the first part of a rebuilding of his career? He's hoping to get back to MLS. Probably, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, in the next piece, bit of news, you got some U.S. Open Cup qualifying stuff going on? Um, I think the problem is that we don't have U.S. Open Cup <laughs> qualifying stuff going on. Um, due to some of the lasting effects of the reclassifications of divisions, there's a lot of confusion and likely delays of the uh, qualifying rounds of the U.S. Open Cup, simply because they don't know how many slots are going to be needed for which round because Mm. they're still trying to figure everything out well when they do we'll let you know with that let's move on to the segment we call the sewer where we talk about our u.s men's ninja turtles women's ninja turtles baby ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah yeah yeah. uh so the baby nets or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, they are U20, yeah, so they so should they be teenagers. They should be. Technically, um, babies could be playing for the U20s. They are under 20s, though. I would love to see... That look. If I could bottle that look that Caleb gave me and just give it to every time I want to like show disdain, I would love to. I would love to do that. I mean, uh, we thought that the golden generation of Landon Donovan's kid and Sidney LaRue's kid, but I guess it's coming right now, right? Right. Yes, in the U2, in the U2 uh, cup hosted by U2. Um, <laughs> do they play it in 360, guys? Oh, God. Pretty sure Bono has strong opinions about 442. Anyway, just keep going. Ignore us. So the U20 uh, national team played Mexico today, earlier today, and... Uh, they won one nothing. Uh, Eric Palmer Brown from Sporting Kansas City scored the only goal on a corner kick, 
and ends a 31-year drought at the U-20 team had against Mexico. 1-0 to the U-20s. What what is that? It's one nil to the Arsenal. Oh stop! Oh please God. no! Yeah. no! Free in Euros now. The pub <laughs> is later. Come on, All right. have some have some dignity. Uh, what what's going on with the USWNT and the hashtag? She believes. She, she believes. believes. She believes. Is that the chant? It's from a really dumb sports movie called The Trumbats, which satires a bunch of sports movies. And oh. the Sklar brothers are the season ticket holders, and they're the only two people in the stands. And they go, "We believe, we believe." <laughs> what and up? And they go, "Atlanta, <laughs> you better watch your mouth." <laughs> no, they go, "What up, eighth row, forty-eight yard line? What up?" <laughs> it's great. It's, it's actually, actually better than the Atlanta support. It's actually a fun movie if you don't want have any expectations for it. You should review it on the pod at some point. All okay. right. Um, the hashtag she believes cup because I'm pretty sure the actual name of the tournament still has the hashtag. Um, the <laughs> uh, the lineup has been announced. It includes a return for Mallory Pugh. Um, she had been with the uh, youth setup as they were going through. I think the World Cup. Um, but there's no room for either Megan Klingenberg or Megan Rapino. Um, that just depresses me because they got they Megan out of the lineup. <laughs> oh. Oh. <sighs> that is that look again. If I could bottle <laughs> yeah. that look. That'd be great. <laughs> but in all sincerity, um, Megan Rapino is my spirit animal. So anytime that she's not with the U.S. Women's National Team is a sad day in my house. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with the actual results the U.S. women produce. With that, we should move on to a segment where Caleb each week comes and tells you about soccer in a different country around the world. We call that segment Caleb's Excellent Adventure. Excellent! This week, we're going to the South African Premier League. SAPO. Um, I don't know if they call it that, but yeah, sure, the SAPO. Um, (laughs) It's like Snapple, except for... Less fo- juicy. A football league in South Africa instead of a... Also without yeah. awesome bottle caps that have little aphorisms under them. But anyway. So this league was founded in 1996, the same year as MLS. Whoa. Yeah. Did they have horrific Adidas jerseys? I don't think so. <laughs> Too bad. But they have Nike ones that all look the same. So mm, okay, yeah, they're okay. all red with red sleeves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nice callback, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there are 16 teams in the top flight of South African football. Um, the bottom team is automatically relegated. The team in 15th place will enter a mini playoff with the second and third place teams of the lead below. And the winner of the, the, that playoff will secure their spot in the Premier League. That's super season. cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, it's actually home to one of the biggest der- uh, derbies, derbies. Take your pick. I've heard it both ways. But biggest, one of the biggest derbies in world football uh, between Orlando Pirates and the Kaiser Chiefs. That's a band I haven't heard about in a long time. Which one? Um, Kaiser I Chiefs. Would, I would assume Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs. I mean, if there's a band called Orlando Pirates, I should listen to them too, but... <laughs> And listeners who play FIFA will recognize that the Pirates and the Kaiser Chiefs are typically in FIFA as those, you know, rest of the world yeah. teams each year. So you didn't add them into different leagues. But each they're not the most successful team in South African South African football. Uh each only have four championships while Mamelody Sundowns, which is another great name, have seven. 
I'm trying to think of what a Mamelodi Sundown would be. I mean, because like I know what a Tequila Sunrise is. It's a <laughs> tequila and OJ with a float of grenadine atop. I mean, would I guess if it's Sundown, like reverse the Tequila Sunrise. Yeah, Sundown. The grenadine would be at the bottom. <laughs> uh, what would the liquor be for South Africa? I don't. I have know. no idea. I actually don't know. We should figure that out and bring it back to the listeners next week. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My friends in South Africa don't drink. You so. actually have a friend who told you about this league, yes. right? Yes. Uh, I worked at Summer Camp. We each we had a exchange program where South African uh, college-age students would come over and be a counselor at our camp. And uh, my good friend, Tibo Moremi came my first summer. We really blinked up and he's really good at soccer. <laughs> um, so, so who are some of the players who've come out of this league? There's a lot of players that will come out and they'll play in kind of lower leagues or the Ever de Vise or um, big name players, either in Belgian leagues or Dutch leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, Ajax in the Dutch league actually has a feeder team in the top lead. So I'm, I'm seeing on, on, on the note here that the first guy you've got listed is a guy named Lawrence Shabalala, who is the first guy who scored the, the goal in the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Yeah, he has, kind of has, no, has a nose for goal, has over 100 goals in the, in the Premier League in his career um another player who is fantastic is bernard parker uh, 112 appearances for kaiser chiefs 87 goals what um, nice. <laughs> yeah um and then one maybe more notable he's played in germany the daylon Klassen is at 1860 munich he had a he's probably he might be more notable for having a trial with hull city a few years back under a different name he gave him a, a false name while he was on trial. He started going on a preseason game and then like revealed his real name and was released. So, but he found the place at 1860 Munich. So good for him. Yeah. Glad, wow. glad to hear that he did that. But something we should do right now is jump on a plane and head to England for our segment that we call the pub, where we go to a different little local pub and tell you all about what's going on in English soccer. So, which pub are we going to this week, guys? This week we're going to the Dilly Dungeon. Oh, 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 there's only one other person here. Ding dong, shame, <laughs> ding dong, shame, ding dong, shame. That, that's what I do when the Leicester City owners come out, basically, now. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, Claudio Ranieri, the poor one out. Yeah, FIFA Manager of the Year. <laughs> he was awarded this title just a few short weeks ago, and now he's been fired by Leicester City. Incredible. I mean, the results weren't there. Like, they were your hot takes. They were me in your hot takes. One point above the relegation zone. Yeah. Riyad Mahrez had basically given up on playing for Claudio Ranieri. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Jamie Vardy wasn't banging in the goals like he had last year. But had they had Mahrez given up on Ranieri or had Mahrez given up on Leicester City? Well, they played pretty well today, so... Yeah, um, I was just going to say, it, it seems like without Ranieri around... Um, Lester seems to be in halfway decent shape in a very, very small sample size. So, so um, one of the people who got really angry about this actually was Jose Mourinho, who went on and said things like, I have won, my three titles are not as much as, worth as much as Ranieri's one. And he actually wore a shirt with a CR initials on it to a Manchester United press conference as a tribute to Ranieri. And there's been a lot of pushback against Ranieri getting sacked, where people have blamed the players, like I just did. People have blamed mm-hmm. um, 
unrealistic expectations and just basically seen this as a repudiation of a massive massive achievement that Ranier accomplished there's rumors that the players wanted him out and met with the board before he was fired to try to convince the board to fire him and a lot of them then went on Instagram and they didn't write poetry but you know they they had their romantic monologues about how much they loved him afterwards yeah yeah but I mean I I will say this in I haven't watched as much Lester this year as last year, obviously, but um, that's probably why. See, in the world of modern football, that's probably why they fired him. More than likely, more than likely. But the bits that I have seen of them, it seems as though Lester have seen oppositions play as if they're a top four team. You know, there's there's kind of the feeling when. Arsenal comes to Burnley or comes to West Brom where you know that the home team is probably still going to put 10 behind the ball because they know that there's a huge risk that the opposition is going to bring. Leicester didn't have that even when they were top of the league last year. There was still this belief that it was a fluke, they could beat them, and Leicester just walked all over them now that things actually did change i don't think ranieri changed his tactics to necessarily Mm. match that so i think there is a little bit where he is to blame it's certainly not enough to completely throw away everything that he did last season which is what a firing like this does a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, maybe. So the, yeah. the one thing that this did lead to was the fact that Shakespeare is now the caretaker manager of Leicester City, which is amazing. All that the Shakespeare, Shakespeare quotes on Twitter uh, last few days have been brilliant. And one of the things they did achieve was, hey, they beat Liverpool 3-1 today. So, Caleb, tell us about this game, because we're talking about Leicester right now. Okay, don't just aimlessly <laughs> stare at the, the ceiling. Little solitary tear rolling down your face. A little behind the scenes note, I hadn't posted my portion of notes yet, so I told Caleb, just start out with the pub because that's where I finish off with. And I was like, oh, wait. The first thing that he's going to have to write about is Lester beating Liverpool 3-1. to one. This is not good, man. It was a shit showing by Liverpool. There was no spine in the team. No one really wanted to play. It looked like um, Mignolet had some great saves, but... A he defense. had great saves in a 3-1 loss? Yeah, he had, he had great... That's how bad we played up in front of him. Uh, Lutus Leva is not a center back. I repeat, Lutus Leva is not a center back. You've said this James before. James Milner is not a left back. And yet he's playing at left back <laughs> through the whole entire season. The fact that we're still maybe pushing for a top four place is beyond me. Um, continue story. At this yeah. point in their respective Liverpool careers, uh, Jurgen Klopp has two points less than Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> Care to comment, Caleb? I don't think Caleb remembers who you're talking about. He's blocked out that memory. One thing I, we should talk all about. All I can hear is, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Jimmy Vardy did well, though, today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and by the way, speaking of darkness, um, Sunderland. Sunderland's just gone to hell in a handbasket. Everton beat them 2-0, so David Moyes' dark room, again, had some sound suppression installed. More wine was delivered. Sam Allardyce is now in there <laughs> with his pint of you, wine. For every loss, he takes down one more Blacklight poster. 
<laughs> so th- that's a little bit of relegation news. Another relegation news: you got Crystal Palace defeating Middlesbrough one nil, and more. So first of all, great result when you're playing your relegation rival. But more than that, Crystal Palace fans scored a spectacular own goal when they defaced a bus causing forty thousand pounds worth of damage. Uh, two. What they thought was the Middlesbrough bus. Turns out the Middlesbrough had flown to 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 this game, and they rented a bus from Crystal Palace. So essentially, their fans damaged one of their own motor coaches. It was freaking hilarious. Go you go check out this uh, photo. That's weird. They'll be buying some Red Bull and pouring it out in front of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you look at the table right now, you also see that. Um, Spurs are now in second. They put four past Stoke City and Arsenal have three points behind them with a game in hand. So that Arsenal-Spurs rivalry, which for the last few years has been pretty heated towards this point of the season, again showing signs of spark, and I love it. There's there's still time for Spurs to get Spursy. Um, Man City is also uh, just one point back, also with a game in hand. Um, I think the big news, and part of the reason that there is a game in hand for Arsenal, um, the Football League Cup happened this weekend. And Southampton played Manchester United off the pitch for parts of it. No, Southampton played Zlatan and our group of 10 people behind Zlatan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did, but when it came to the goals, man, uh, United had three, Southampton had two, and Southampton actually had one clear goal by Manolo Gabadini disallowed for offside, and that kind of turned turned the tides. It, this was the first, it was, I think, the 20th minute or something like that. It was pretty mm-hmm. early in the game, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was the sort of spot in the match where it really could have turned things if there was a video assistant referee to make the correct call on this. And Gabby Dini did score Southampton's other two goals. And, and now MLS is trialing VAR. We've seen it at a few times. The referee walks the sidelines and watches the goal on the screen. I think there's other formats of it where you can have someone in the skyboxes looking at a video and using telling the referee by wire what to do. What do you guys think of VAR very quickly? Like, this could have changed a trophy. Like, this could have changed, in fact, Manchester United becoming the most successful club in England. That would not have happened. Sorry, Caleb. Liverpool had to change their Twitter bio and remove that from it. Uh, So this could have changed all of that, potentially. Yeah, it it, it needs to happen. Uh, Goals, offsides. You're okay with the pauses Um, in gameplay? Well, like, offsides, rules like that. The goal line technology is, I think, just good. Um, yeah, stuff like that. If it's a clear penalty or not, or the person, all well, that, yeah. So, I mean, I watch cricket. In cricket, we have stuff like this. Yeah. And it really doesn't bother me. You just grow up with it. Maybe maybe to really old school cricket watchers before the video assistant was installed in cricket mm-hmm. will um, see that as weird. But I grew up on seeing play stop everyone stares at the screen then you see the guy like you actually get a live feed of the referee replaying and playing like certain moments and then they make a decision and especially if you're a fan over here there's so many sports that do that already nhl mlb uh nfl i think nba does it too for NBA does, yeah. and so every other major sport does it uh mls is kind of is starting to do it i think to get more popular in the united states add that in so Southampton fans who are stateside don't feel jobbed by the ref I think my only concern is that because soccer has so many lengthy stretches of gameplay it's going to be difficult to not harm that I still think that VAR is probably the best way to go 
I think that's probably just the concern that they need to tweak as they work it through. Okay. And if you have a goal, have someone already review every single goal, message down to the main referee and say, it's good, or call it back. All right. Yeah. Our show's kind of running over, so quickly, give me that last bit of news that you got from the for the pub. Um, the other team in Manchester, FC United of Manchester, uh, <laughs> non-lead team in the Vanarama National South, I believe, player score from midfield, uh, boots are from midfield, goalkeeper kind of palms it over his own head into the goal. Um, if you haven't heard of these, this team before, they have a very interesting story, so I would check them out. Yeah. I yeah. think there's, a, there's actually a documentary that you can watch. All right, with that, let's move on to a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we take on the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet and talk about soccer going on within it. A um, couple of notes out of Germany. First off, uh, Dortmund's Mario Goetze is going to be out indefinitely with a metabolic disorder. That's sad to hear. He's one of my favorite players to watch when he's healthy, but... It's bad enough when, you, when some players get playing injuries, but to mm-hmm. have something take you out, like Dempsey with his heart and things right. like that, it's, it's terrible. I don't, right. I don't like hearing about it at all. Yeah, the other big team in Germany, uh, Bayern Munich, 8-0 win over Hamburg. Yeah, they minced Hamburg. Speaking of things from Germany, I don't like to hear. <laughs> they, 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 they minced some meat, put it in between two burgers, and then ate it, basically, during this game is what happened. Uh, Hamburg was made into a hamburger. Pretty much. Thank you. Thank you pretty for those much. pretty, pretty, uh, pretty I mean, points I, and claps. That I, you're I've, doing. Yeah, I'm only I giving it. pity because you initially said put between two burgers. I mean, it's two buns. Like, are you talking about a double down scenario? Oh, God. I, I once ate a double down. Uh-huh. It wasn't 100 for 24 hours. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I once ate a double down anymore. and thought it was delicious <laughs> and wanted to order another one. Yeah. Uh, one other quick fact Hamburg have conceded 44 goals in their last seven visits to the Allianz Arena that's more than six goals a game damn Dynamo Zagreb had some embarrassing stuff happen yeah they're a Croatian team who are very successful but due to a lot of match fixing things and they won a game due to a penalty given to them late that wasn't a penalty Um, they in celebration the players after the game Gave their supporters uh, their jerseys, and the supporters threw them back in this brace and cursed them out because of the match fixing scandal. Yes. Okay. Good. Too bad. Too bad that that this fixing <laughs> happened. Not the supporters had a spine. But yeah, uh, we had some UEFA Champions League stuff going on last week. Uh, Champions League and Europa League. Um, I think the thing that catalyzed Ranieri getting sent out. Uh, Sevilla beat Leicester two one. Um, yeah, if those spicy memes about Leicester getting relegated and winning the Champions League go away, then they've got nothing left in, in, yeah, in marketing. Seriously. Um, Europa League, um, Tottenham 2, Ghent 2, which means that Ghent moves on uh, to the round of 16 of the Europa League. Cue laughter. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, horror tackle by Deli Alley really was the highlight of this game. He nearly took a guy's knee out yeah. and, and destroyed his career. It was horror, horrific. Leon beat AZ Alkmaar 7-1. to one. Uh, No pained hamburger jokes here uh, that I can make. Um, except for this was Tim Cruel that let in seven goals. Damn son, not JPG. Yeah, right. yeah. This is what happens when he leaves Newcastle, apparently. With that, we're going to move on to a segment that we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory that you're thinking about and makes sense of it. 
All right, Colin, we only got a few minutes left, so you got to be quick with this one. Go for it. So as we mentioned, there's been some issues with FIFA recently. Their Women's Player of the Year wasn't even the continent nor the National Federation Player of the Year. I think that there's another scandal brewing with Claudio Ranieri having won Coach of the Year and promptly getting fired. How can they say that he's the Coach of the Year? The answer is they can't. So here's what happened. But they did. I'm... Here's here's what happened. So when they were doing the awards, it seems as though a, a temp that was working as a PA for PricewaterhouseCooper uh, was busy taking a selfie with Carly Lloyd and gave a <laughs> copy of the African Player of the Year envelope to Diego Maradona before he went on. Maradona, because he gives... As many fucks as Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway um, read, <laughs> it out, read it out and, and said Leicester City because he, he just assumed that it was Ranieri. So FIFA realizing their terrible mistake, but also realizing the need to not have a scandal with their awards show, just completely <laughs> overlook it. And there's no surprise here. Maradona has recently been spotted doing some ads for Deloitte. So, not only do we see FIFA getting disgraced, we see Price Waterhouse Cooper getting disgraced. I do want to say congratulations to Zinedine Zidane, who is the actual FIFA coach of the year. <laughs> He's going to headbutt on air. <laughs> Damn. Topical. I, that's the first one I believed 100%. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is that uh, uh, Ranieri did not have the kind of guts that the producers of La La Land did uh, to, to, to correct the, the record, as it were. I'm just saying that he was confused why it said Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> <laughs> all right with that we should call a close to this week's we call it soccer guys where are you on twitter i'm at tail olson 716 also writing for 55.1 i am at the attachment um you should also follow me on instagram at colin e o'donnell i'll be posting tons of pictures from portland this week oh god that's gonna be awesome i'm gonna, know, I'm gonna right? put some of those on the uh dark clouds feed when i have a chance as long as they're good you can find me at TWO United fans, and you can also find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere, like iTunes, Google Play Podcast, Stitcher Radio, etc., etc., etc. You can also please, or you should please, tell your friends to listen to this podcast. We love getting new listeners, and we love having hearing from you as well. So please do tweet us before each week to ask us your questions or give us your feedback. We do we do appreciate it. All right, with that, we're gonna come to you next week. Where guess what? We're going to have a game to talk about. An actual regular season game to talk about, guys. I am hop. I don't know how my recollection is going to be, but we'll see. <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.